You have got to add variety. You have got to break patterns and you have to do things like break people's expectations so that you can catch their attention. You're listening to the Brand Authenticity Edit, a podcast for solopreneurs who want to level up their self-awareness so they can build a life and a business they love. I'm your host, Jennifer Hulley. Let's dive in. Hey everybody, today we're talking about social media content red flags and that means we're talking about all the stuff that you're doing that really shows that you're a little misguided or you're a bit off track and you're probably not receiving a great ROE, return on energy when it comes to your content and your profits. All right, let's dive in. So why do we want to talk about content red flags? Well, let's be honest. Posting on social media is a full-time job. It takes so much time and energy to be able to create content, post the content, engage with content, interact with other people on the platform, that you really need to be sure that what you're putting out, the energy you're expending, has a return, right? We're talking about the ROE, the return on investment. Nobody has time to waste when it comes to social media content creation. And that's why we're gonna dive into the four top red flags that I see when I'm looking on Instagram. And not only are we gonna say, we're not just gonna name and shame, right? We're not gonna say like, oh, these are the terrible things you're doing. I'm going to give you some solutions and strategies for what you can do and how you can possibly reframe what you're doing and go about it from a different perspective and pull yourself out of the red into the green, greener pastures, let's say. (laughs) All right, enough with the puns. Let's go. Okay, red flag number one is you shut the door on engagement. I'll give you a little quote here. My engagement sucks. People barely like, and I don't get any comments. Nobody's doing anything with my content. I don't even know why I bother. Sound familiar? Low engagement is a frequent complaint that I hear about with Instagram and Instagram content creators. But you know what I encounter just as frequently as this complaint? Accounts that have shut the door on engagement. And I know you're thinking like, how? Like what? What does that mean? Shutting the door on engagement is things like sharing only photos of your products or samples of your work. Is that something you're doing? Like, are you just posting pictures of what you've got on offer or what it is that you've made recently? Because if you are, I want you to ask yourself, how can people engage with your content when you haven't left the door open to start a conversation? An example of this, let's say, and this is nobody in reality, I'm going to make something up here, Um, but let's pretend there's like a craft beer company, okay? And they share a image on their grid on Instagram that is a bottle shot and the caption says the name of the product and a generic line like, enjoy one of these with your family this weekend. You'd look at it and you'd think like, okay, cool, nice. But what do you expect me to say and do with that? Like as the viewer, like what am I supposed to do with that information? I might double tap if your image is like super compelling and really beautiful and like scroll stopping. But other than that, the viewer is likely just going to keep scrolling past it because it looks like an advertisement. The other side of the coin when we're talking about shutting the door on engagement isn't just something that like product-based businesses face. I see um, food content creators doing this frequently and it shows up when we just share samples of our work with the caption of like recent client work and you're looking at it as the viewer and you're like, okay, cool, that's great. 
thanks for showing me what you've been up to. I'm glad you've been busy. What do you want me to say to that? Like, what are you expecting from me here? If I, the viewer, am a content creator myself, maybe I'm going to tap the image, you know, give it a like if I find that it's like visually pleasing. Or I might drop like a little comment that says like, ooh, beautiful light. Oh, nice. So nice. Right? To just sort of like appreciate what you've put out there. But if I'm someone who needs the services of you, like I need a content creator, like I'm a local agency or I'm a local business or a product, how the heck am I going to engage with your content when it's just a picture and it's like local work recently? You know, engagement, it means interacting. Engagement means sharing, saving, commenting, liking. It means people stop passive consumption of media and they become an active participant with what you're putting out there. And if your content does nothing to, sorry, does nothing but contribute to this like conveyor belt of images that we're consuming all day, then you have literally just shut the door on engagement and you leave no room and no opportunity for that person to step off that conveyor belt and interact with what you've got. It's the same with your stories, right? This isn't just something I see on the grid. If you just repost your grid posts onto your stories, what are you expecting people to do? Right? Like you might say like, oh, my story views suck. Nobody does anything with them. Well, you're just posting stuff that you had in your grid. You're not asking a question. You're not um, giving any like uh, putting an engagement sticker to interact. You're not putting a thought compelling question to maybe start a conversation to hint at what's inside of that post. When we put little effort to create interactive content and then we get mad because others aren't interacting with it, it's like you're upset because others aren't putting in the effort and energy that you're also refusing to do. So that's kind of a shitty scenario. Like you can't get mad that people aren't interacting and doing something with your content if you're not doing anything with your content yourself, right? If if you want to approach social media like a conveyor belt of images and you're just like, I got to put stuff up to fill it, that's cool. Like you do you, but do it and own it and then own your expectations of what kind of kickback and payout you're expecting. Like be realistic with what you are anticipating and hoping to get out of your content. When your content shuts the door on engagement, it is a major red flag that you're not putting the needs and the minds of your customers and clients first, and that you're probably just approaching content creation from this mindset of like, I just got to get this done and I got to get it off my list. And that's fine if that's your mentality, right? But it's not necessarily the mentality that's going to grow your business. And so what is the solution here? The solution is to get creative with your content, right? Get creative with your captions, ask people questions, tell stories, be funny, even like a lame dad joke, whatever it is, but create content with this purpose behind it that is either to educate, inspire, or entertain, and go beyond just taking up space. Ask yourself, like, am I contributing something of value here that's going to open the door for interaction, communication, and a relationship to grow? Or am I just like filling dead air with some noise? All right, so red flag number two is your followers are all colleagues and industry appreciators, and they're not customers and clients or potential customers and clients. And this is a common problem for content creators, and it's directly related to the issue in the previous red flag of shutting the door on engagement. Content creators, so people that create images, videos, recipes, whatever, you're creating content for other brands, businesses. We share a lot of our beautiful work. 
And you get a lot of heart eye emojis, beautiful comments, so pretty, or love that light, where did you get that prop kind of questions and comments, right? You might be getting a lot of interaction. You might be getting a lot of engagement. You might even have like a massive following, but are they, or are you getting sales? Like people who have this massive collegial and industry following, are they getting a wider reach of people that are the people with the money in their pockets that are ready to buy their services? Or are they just collecting friends and colleagues and people looking for inspiration? And it's likely that if you have this red flag that your content is collecting colleagues and industry appreciators, it's likely that that is happening because that's the value that you're providing in the digital space right at this moment. You're providing artistic inspiration, you're providing appreciation, and you're providing a space for like networking and just like, like water cooler chat, right? And it's that concept of like, you get what you give. So if you're taking up space in the digital world and social media, and that's the value you're putting in, those are the kind of people that you're gonna collect, right? Accumulating colleagues, it's great, right? Like it's supportive and it keeps you going because it creates a friendly space, but it also makes a big problem. And the problem it creates is that you get so busy and you busy yourself doing the work, showing up online, and you actually can like trick your brain into think that you're actively doing things to grow your revenue and up your sales. Because you're on Instagram all the freaking time and you're doing all the things, you're commenting, you're replying, interacting, sharing, you're like probably spending a couple hours a day on there. And then when your revenue for the year falls flat, you get to say to yourself like, oh well, I tried, and you can write it off mentally. But the question here is like, did you try though? Like, did you really try to bring the right people in? And did you make a continual effort to show up where those people that you're trying to reach are? When your entire social following are your colleagues and your industry friends, it's a red flag that the ROE or the return on energy that you're getting is not going to be putting dollars in your bank. Okay, red flag number three. I call this one same shit, different day or same shit, different profile. And this one is about two things. It's about the fact that our brains need repetition, right? We do. We need repetition and um, the opportunity to re-engage with a concept over and over again. We need to hear and see something many, many times, something like seven times before it actually registers in our brain. So that is truth. Like, yes, you do have to repeat your messaging. So go for it, repurpose, revisit your message. But there's something else that brains need. We need variety, we need novelty, and we need pattern interruption. And we need that because at the core, our brain is like a little animal reptile. Like it's this prehistoric monkey brain, dinosaur brain, whatever you want to call it. Some people call it reptilian. Anyways, Darwinian brain. Let's go with that. The Darwinian brain. We have this filtering system where we're like scanning the environment for different stimuli and different data. And when we see something that's different, that catches our attention, it catches our attention because it could be a potential threat, right? To that animal brain. So the animal brain feels compelled and this need to go and check it out to get more information. When we see things that are the same, we just gloss over them because we know it's safe, right? Safe, similar, predictable, whatever, nothing's in danger here. And you can translate this into your content strategy. When people are scrolling through Instagram, if they're not seeing something that's like a disruptor to the pattern or a potential threat to what they think and see, it's not going to land in that active processing part of your brain. And like, 
how this red flag takes shape is um, you could be compelled to like share the same message and the same content over and over and over again, right? Like that fakey beer company that I made up who just keeps posting pictures of their bottle. But it also shows up when you repurpose and you repost somebody else's content and their ideas. Like you share the same quotes, the same inspirational messages, the same tips, the same tricks, all of it. You have got to add variety. You have got to break patterns and you have to do things like break people's expectations so that you can catch their attention. When your content looks exactly the same day after day, or your content looks exactly like somebody else's content, it is a major red flag that you're not putting in the effort to like stand out as a unique being or a unique service or a unique product. It's a red flag that you're not actually creating from a standpoint of creativity. So what is the solution to this red flag? Well, first of all, do not copy somebody else's content. If you post the same ideas and thoughts and perspectives of somebody else, there's a good chance that people following you are following them as well. And they've probably seen this message before. They've probably seen this message many times before on multiple people's accounts over and over again. And like you can thank reels and like trends that come with songs and stuff for making this worse than it used to be, but you need to break things up. You need to have polarizing content. You need to be different. You need to have big opinions, bold opinions. You need to have your own ideas and take up space with your own content. The other thing that you need to do is you need to lean into the create element of content creation. So the creativity, the creation aspect, you need to be actively constructing and creating something for your audience, not hitting replay on the same stuff over and over every single day. Play with your content, try new formats, try a slide deck, try adding in some graphics or text and see what people respond to and what they're not responding to. All right, and the final red flag is that all your content's in one place. And this looks like a few things. It looks like either you're on a platform like Instagram, but you're putting everything in one spot, like you're always in your stories and you're not posting on your grid, or all you're doing is posting pictures on your grid and you're ignoring the fact that there's stories and reels and IGTV. You're just leaning into like what feels safe and familiar and you're staying in a zone, right? You're not branching out. The other side to this is that you're putting all your content just into one platform like Instagram and you're ignoring other sources and streams, which might be more appropriate for reaching your ideal client and customer. And we saw this play out a couple weeks ago when Instagram and Facebook went down and people were like, holy shiz, I got nothing. Like I got no way to reach people. And that's a perfect example of why like we don't put everything in one place. You've got to have multiple pathways for people to connect with you. And why? So let's go back. Like why is putting your content in one place, whether it's like one format on Instagram or whether you're just putting it all on Instagram to be like as a place in total. Basically what happens is it means you're speaking to like, you're speaking to and reaching just one group of people. So if you live in your grid and you put images of food or images of your work and all your value is in the written content of that post, you are speaking only to people who like to read captions and you're only speaking to people who will actually take the time to open a caption and read it. Another example would be like if you just live in your stories and all your value and your like juicy details and the things that are really going to intrigue your audience and convert them into customers, you're putting it all in stories, 
That's landing only for people that like watching video and have the time to watch video, especially if you're doing a lot of talking, right? Not everybody has the audio on when they're in stories. So if you put everything in stories, you're only talking to like a really small group of people, people that like that type of content and then people, people who are like able to access that type of content when you're posting it. And if you're putting everything on Instagram and nowhere else, well, then like you're only talking to people who spend time on social media or spend all their time on social media, right? Like what about those people who go to Google when they need to find what they need? Or how about somebody who really needs a written document like a PDF or a media kit so that they can print it out and look at it? And like, what about the potential clients who actually go fishing on LinkedIn when they're looking for talent? There are tons of people tons of different types of brains and tons of different ways that people like to communicate and access information. And when you put everything in one space, you're really locking them out of your content. When you put everything like one place, like I said, all on Instagram or all in your stories, it's really this major red flag that you're missing out on a lot of opportunity. So what is the solution here? The solution is to like one, repurpose the shit out of your content put things in different places, different formats, different ways for people to interact with it, interpret it and remember it. Um, And this doesn't mean like we go back to the content red flag where everything is repetitive. Repurposing doesn't mean taking it and just posting it again exactly the same. It means expanding and contracting your ideas and your content pieces so that they can live in other spaces. And something I teach with my one-to-one clients is a process called the content pyramid. And it's a process that they go through from which they take like an anchoring piece of content and they learn to either expand or contract the idea so that it fits in different places so that an Instagram grid post can become a story and can become a reel and then it can expand into an email and it can expand even further into like YouTube or a one-to-one course or blog post but they should all be feeding into each other so that One idea, really, it's like, you know, what do they say? Like a cat has nine lives, like your content should have nine lives. One thing should be able to go out in many, many places and different formats. And the idea is this so that you, A, you're getting more ROE, you're getting a better return on your energy in that you're getting more bang for your buck, right? Like nobody likes to put all their time and energy for something that's going to live for like 15 seconds on the internet. But the other bonus of it is is that when you take your content and you put it in different formats you are restructuring the um the format of like the input that the viewer is going to receive right from written to visuals to graphics to images whatever even black and white to color and that means a different brain is going to register it differently so there is a better chance that somebody's going to remember it right when you're in the process or a standpoint where you're making content to promote your business You've got to like know your people really well, but also understand that within those people, there are variations. And one of the ways you can carry or cater to those variations is by taking your stuff and reformatting it and repurposing it. Creating content is no joke. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of energy. It also takes resources like financial resources to create content. And that's exactly why you need to make sure that you're getting the most bang for your buck and you're getting the kickback that you desire and you need for your business. If you're trying to grow and scale, launch whatever in your business, 
you're likely working on, you know, expanding your reach, getting your stuff in front of the right eyeballs, getting people to connect with you so that you can convert into paying customers and clients. And the only way you're going to be able to do that is by taking a real honest look at how you're showing up right now in the online content space and asking yourself some hard questions. So look at your content and think about these red flags and ask yourself, like, am I opening the door to engagement? Am I only posting in one place or one way? Ask yourself, you know, am I copying? Am I copying myself over and over again? Am I copying somebody else? And ask yourself, like, am I really putting in the energy, the effort and the value that I'm expecting to get out of it? And if you're not happy with the return on energy and the return on investment you're getting from your content, have the courage to put in the effort, make some changes and do things differently. If you want different results, you have to put in different action. Thanks for listening to the Brand Authenticity Edit. If you found this episode insightful, inspiring or interesting, I would really love your support. The world of podcasting is so different than social media where we're very accustomed to just double tapping to show our appreciation. And there's two key things that you can do to support the growth of this podcast. Number one is subscribe. Subscribing is totally free and it means you'll never miss an episode. And lastly, leave us a review. Five-star reviews and positive feedback really help with rankings within the app, but it also helps other people to find this podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I can't wait to dive further into these topics with you. Again, thanks for listening. I'm your host, Jennifer Hulley, and I'll talk to you soon.